Attack life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Back of the show, it is sports psychologist, speaker, author, consultant, Dr. Jared Spencer. Hey, Jared. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Back in December 2019, we talked about visualization. That was before this whole pandemic, before things got ugly. Visualization, for those that aren't really familiar, what does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. So the the mind is always looking for a point of reference. When we intentionally give our mind that point of reference by imagining the future as we would like it to be and seeing ourselves in a way that we're thinking and feeling and performing the way we want, essentially that's visualization. This is not just pie in the sky and the whole self-fulfilling prophecy thing and spitting in the wind and hoping it comes true. There's science behind this that when you visualize something, you're greatly increasing the chances of that happening, correct? Yeah, there's there's a part of your brain called the amygdala, and it's responsible for very intense emotions. And the amygdala is an almond-shaped structure. It sits on the edge of the hippocampus, and the hippocampus takes short-term and converts it to long-term memory. But the amygdala is where emotionally charged memories are stored. So, for example, if I work with an athlete and they say, wow, I never played well in that arena and I've got a lot of bad experiences there, then we've got to override that amygdala. We've got to put new images in there that they could actually call upon so that they don't always think about the the past negative experience at that particular arena. So that's an example of how visualization can be helpful, and that's a little bit of neuroscience behind it. I gotcha. Tim's schools just recently opened again, and prior to that, though, everybody was training virtually online, as a lot of places have been, and it was difficult. Let's let's be honest. It was difficult to do it virtual. You know, we did the best that we could, but nothing replaces being face-to-face with that sweat pouring down and working out with other people in whatever it is, a gym, a track, a dojo. What did you recommend to all the athletes that you work with? You know, what did they do during the time period that they couldn't keep their body sharp as they would like it to be? Sure. A big part of it was really embracing the rest, recovery, relaxation that we were all getting. So the idea up until pre-pandemic was go, go, go. We were all overextended, working so hard in training. And then we found ourselves in April and May and June where everyone was trying to do Zoom calls and trying to work out. And so things that I was encouraging them was, one, cross-training. Two, hobbies. Uh, let's do things for pleasure that we don't have time to typically do. Let's read books. Let's work on the mind. Really, let's work on flexibility because that's often overlooked. And let's just have more rest and recovery. And so I would tell them, don't worry. You're not going to slip so far, you know, get deconditioned or out of shape. But maybe, maybe this change of pace is actually a healthy thing. And we could kind of go with it for a little while as opposed to against it. Has it been healthy for you and your industry and, and you personally? Have you seen um, a change in maybe uh, getting rid of some things you didn't need mentally as well as physically, uh, purging in a sense? Did you find it invigorating yourself? Did you find some positive things in slowing down and maybe taking a step back? You know, Tim, it's really interesting. That's a great question. And, and here's my, you know, honest, transparent answer. The very beginning part of the pandemic, I loved the change of pace. And like everybody, I cleaned out the closets and the garage and the shed and 
we did all those things that was kind of like symbolic of cleaning out the mind. And that was really helpful. But as the pandemic has gone on, I find myself with more time to be very introspective. And I really feel like I'm in a kind of a deconstruction phase of my life where I, I realize, like, okay, there were just bad habits or quirks or idiosyncratic things about myself that I'm like, okay, I'm aware of that. And I understand, like, I need to make some adjustments. I need to make some changes. But those kind of behavioral changes, uh, which aren't big, but are significant, and they're helpful for interpersonal dynamics and overall health and well-being. And so I find myself really, um, as this pandemic is continuing to go on and is going to go on for quite some time, it seems now, I find myself, like many other people, saying, okay, I'm aware of more stuff within me. And some of that brings about feelings of anger, depression, or sadness, as well as joy or humor, but the emotional spectrum is bigger, and I'm working on it. So I think that that's something I'm hearing, not just from myself, but from other people, that the pandemic has really opened their minds to mental health a lot more. So. Yeah. I heard what you said about, you know, focusing on, uh, well, you have more time to focus on things like flexibility and cross-training and strengthening other areas of your body, even maybe nursing and injury. But when there's no competition on the horizon, like you said, this is going to be going on for a while now, a lot of athletes, a lot of people get into, whether it's a sport, a game, a fight, if you're a boxer, a martial artist, MMA practitioner, whatever it is, for the end game but when that end game is removed there's no cheese at the end of the tunnel how do you suggest people stay motivated if that was their motivator another great question and one of the things that i'm suggesting to people today and and, and of course i'm trying to practice this myself as well is simply this we have been a very forward focused culture and society where sports and achievement have really been overemphasized. And actually, the healthiest place for our mind to be is not in the future and not in the past, but in the moment. And so what's happening is that it's forcing all of us to really say in the moment, because we don't even know what's going to happen, you know, a week from now, a month from now. So that's actually a healthy thing. So one of the things I'm working with the athletes on is, okay, um, how do we just appreciate the here and the now? How do we take advantage of today and, and live in the moment as opposed to constantly chasing a dream? By doing so, I think what it's doing is helping people to have less anxiety and a skill set that they can say, no matter where this thing goes, I'll be okay with how things unfold. Do you know how refreshing and nice it is to hear that answer from you? Here's, here's the guy that his entire business, his whole career is built around sports and athletes. And here he's saying, well, guys, let's, let's take a break. You know, there's more yeah. to life than just sports. And if you really want to excel in sports, if you really want to become an elite level athlete, you have to have a well-rounded yeah. life. Can't just be all about the sport or the game itself. That's just, again, nice to hear coming from you, especially. The best part of the pandemic, really, is it's causing a cultural reshift of priorities and emphasis. And, and so it's one of the good things that's coming out of the pandemic so far. I mean, Jared, when you look at an athlete, a star athlete, whether what is their lifeline as far as being at the top of the game? Is it four years, two years, 10 years? <laughs> 
it's until the, the, the big injury happens. And so, uh, every one of them knows it's kind of a cash grab because, you know, at any moment they could have an ACL tear and the whole thing's over. Yeah. So, uh, we know pro football three years is about the, uh, the average length. And so it's, it's not, it's not long. It's not long at all. So, uh, for these guys, they realize every moment that they have an opportunity to work, they got to take it. Yeah. And I think when both those things, if, if they're looking at the, the, uh, if the athlete is looking at the three years and they're looking at the top of the game, but if they're also looking at it as a lifestyle, that it's something that they'll continue working out and, and trying to get basically uh, their mental, physical, spiritual level to the optimum movement and shape for a lifetime. Like that's what I feel in, in the martial arts and, and all the different people that I've been teaching over 25, 30 years, that it's not so much the game and it's not competing against others, it's competing against yourself. And seeing that the physical movement and the workout and, like you said, the stretching and the flexibility is worth a lifetime, not just a game. And staying in shape mentally, getting rid of the garbage. You're talking about the pandemic. It's, it's not just a game. It, it's worth a lifetime. And I think that's the difference sometimes between an art and a sport is that you really are creating in an art. You're creating the visible out of the invisible, internally and externally. And sometimes in a game, it's a rush to be at your peak in three years or four years. And then after that, you might go back into old habits and not chase the game and not chase the winning effect, you know, where in the art, you're doing that and you want to do that the rest of your life. Does that make any sense to you? Well, it makes perfect sense. And here's why. I believe that we've long in America have overemphasized sports and to the point where it's been counterproductive for the emotional growth and development, as well as the physical development of a young person. For example, if you talk to any athlete today, they'll probably have one particular body part that's uh, worn out, uh, overused, and they've got to deal with that the rest of their, their life. Yeah. And so what the pandemic is doing is it's, it's forcing us to maybe rethink this to say, what about fitness? What about health? Mm. Yes. What about balance in our lives? And maybe it's not about some achievement. Maybe it's about a way of being that's actually more productive for long-term uh, success and, and optimal health. And so that is a healthy, refreshing perspective that I'm seeing a lot more people are taking. Yeah. That's uh, really nice. Yeah. I think one phrase says it all. You got to be in it for uh, a long time, not just a good time. And uh, like you said, if it's about the cash grab, so be it. If that's, if that's the case, okay. Sure. But this is a time to be uh, all the more cerebral more than ever before and really makes you question the why. Why are you doing this? Why did you want to get into it in the first place? And I think down the road, I think maybe, not maybe, I'm sure athletes will come out stronger. Those that have survived, those that have persevered through this will be even more dominating because they've got not just the physical, but even a stronger mental skill set especially if they work with yourself so uh, uh, thank you i mean everything that the two of you espouse is coming to life now more than ever that it's about what we eat it's about our sleep it's about our physical fitness it's about uh relationships and tension it's it's everything because uh if your body's going to get through the pandemic you got to be got to be healthy yeah for sure yeah absolutely Jared, we appreciate your time every time you join us. Yeah, Jared, thanks again for your wisdom and your introspective of what really matters in life. It inspires me, and I know it does our listeners as well. Always a pleasure to share this stuff with you guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Jared Spencer, Mind of the Athlete, mindoftheathlete.com. 
www.attacklifenotothers.com. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. 